0: you're tuning in to the Chief Hustler Podcast, where we will shatter the status quo and propel change-making women to redefine their career on their own terms. I'm your host, Amber, and we will focus on empowering women to not only be heard, but valued. The show will surface and resurface the topics that often go unaddressed in today's male-dominated industries and corporate cultures. We're here to reframe what it means to be a successful woman at work and relentlessly strive for excellence in everything we do. Let's get started. What's going on, hustlers? Happy Wednesday. I'm coming to you with another episode of the Chief Hustler Podcast, but I wanted to ask you a quick question. Did anybody come at you crazy in the last seven days about you're just too much of something? Number one, I hope not, but if they did, I hope that you found last week's episode helpful to kind of help you navigate that situation. Um, But more than anything, I hope you're doing well. And I hope that it's another great week for you. Now, this week, I am going to dive into identifying your working style. And the reason why I feel like this is so important and so ripe to not only talk about but really kick off um, the beginning of the year is because I feel like it's something that goes undiscussed. And as you begin to navigate your career and you build skills on the job, one of the things that I feel like does not get talked about is your working style. One, figuring it out, communicating it, and then how does that fit into your broader team or working with your manager to create good working relationships with people and have a good working experience. And so I just felt like this was something that, especially early in your career, it's something to help you navigate situations and circumstances at work. And so I wanted to do an episode to lay out a couple questions and my thoughts and tips for you to think about a different way of really kind of capturing your style. This kind of falls in the realm of like a personality test, in the sense that we all show up to work differently and we all have our own preferences about how we want to work. And I think what's important is that you recognize that there are preferences, which ultimately means there are likely differences between you and the people that you work with. And that all plays a role as to how effective or how meaningful your relationships could be at work. And so I think what's really important and the takeaway here is that beyond reflecting on the questions, the reality is that as you aspire for new roles and responsibilities and you likely go to new organizations or you develop yourself in the organization that you're in, I believe that self-awareness and being introspective is a core component to reaching new heights in your career. I think it's another way for you to strive for excellence and really achieve new heights. And so I've said this before, but I'll say it again. What got you to where you are today is not going to be what gets you to where you want to go. There are elements that you'll take that you'll thread through a variety of experiences, but ultimately you're going to need to add new components, new elements to you to get to that next level. I think this is something that can certainly separate you and differentiate you from the rest of your peers. The other thing I'll say about identifying your working style is that your working style may evolve as you evolve and it may evolve as you prioritize or emphasize certain needs or wants that you have um, through your career. And it really all kind of depends on where you are, what you aspire to, you know, and, and maybe what what work environment you actually are in or what culture you're in. And so I, I really encourage you to leverage the questions that I'm going to put forth today as inspiration to reflect regularly. It doesn't regularly doesn't necessarily mean monthly in this case. I think it's more of a 6 months to a year or any time your work environment or the dynamic changes for you. It's really good to kind of come back to zero, hone in on this and and gather gather yourself and reflect on this and keep it as a tool in your toolbox. So the format of this episode from here on out is essentially going to be I'm going to pose a question, I'm going to kind of give you a couple of ways to think about it and then ultimately give you my perspective on how it is I like to work or how it is I would show up and answer that question just to give you kind of a frame of reference to think about as you begin to do the work on your own. This is certainly an episode that you may want to consider having that pen and paper out. Um, But I do have something special for you for the end of this episode, but hold tight for the end. I have something special for for all of you that are listening. So the first question is, when do you do your best work? When are you your most productive? Is that in the morning? Is that in the middle of the day? Or is that in the afternoon? The reason why this one is so important is because if you can identify the time of day at which you are your most productive, you should protect that time as, as often as you can for as much as you can. So for me personally, I know that I am my most productive for work-related stuff the first thing in the morning. And so I actually set up my work day to show up earlier to the office than anyone else. And it enables me to get definitely an hour, but sometimes two to three hours, depending upon the day and the nature of the office, of kind of what I would call me time my ability to put my headphones on, play music, and really crank out work. Go deep in projects, get really creative, and really stretch myself, and produce my best work. This is not to be confused with checking your email or updating your calendar. This is really about working on your projects, going deep, making strides in your actual deliverables for the year, your actual objectives for the year. So, I think what's really important about this one is in order for you to know that you you really have to know yourself, but really asking yourself at what point in the day are you the most effective and, and where you can, my, my tip for you in this is to try to protect a solid two hours, a couple of days a week by actually blocking time on your calendar. So, and this may be hard depending upon the nature of your business, for instance, I know when I first started at a co- my first company, we had a kind of a standing meeting at eight o'clock, you know, a couple times a week. That was that that was just the nature of the team. That's what the leadership had put in place well before I showed up. And so for me, I showed up to the office around six, six thirty to have a solid hour and hour and a half to do work before that meeting. Um, that also enabled me to leave early. Or earlier in the day than most people. If I start my day early, I leave earlier than most. Um, and for me, that was super important and still is. As you get more established as an adult, there are just things that come up in the day. And so whether it's, and not to say that this happens a ton, but whether it's getting to a doctor's appointment, getting that oil changed, whatever it is, oftentimes those things happen in the course of a nine to five or eight to four time frame, And so I personally like to put my my most work at the beginning of the day. Also, I just know that in my work right now, meetings happen kind of late morning all the way into the afternoon. And so for me, I have found that if I don't get it done in the morning, it probably won't get done, meaning my actual projects that I need to move forward with. And so for me, that is the way that I strategically set myself up for success. Um, and, I, and I really live that out. And, you know, people, I've had people say, hey, I tried to set up a meeting with you, but your calendar looks blocked. Yeah, it's blocked because that's my time to work on my projects. You can find another time to meet with me. This is really about also setting boundaries. The earlier you set boundaries in your career, the earlier it is for you to not only stick to them, but then hold other people accountable for them. I think it's a lot harder to change a habit midway through. And so for me, I've always kind of been the person that's, been an early riser. I get to work early in the morning. And then I also enjoy leaving around 3, 3.30. I don't apologize for it. I don't give an extensive rationale for it. It's just, it's just my pre- preferred working style. And I use that as a means to communicate even with my leadership, you know, even in interviews or setting the tone for a new role. It's very easy to say, hey, you know, my working style is I like to come in really early in the morning and have quiet time and get stuff done. Just so you know, that's the way I like to work. So if you need me, that's something to to consider um, when it comes to projects. And there are certainly people who like it the other way. They are their best and most productive towards the end of the day. So they may not come into the office till nine o'clock, but they're there till six or seven. But that totally works for them. And so, more than anything, regardless of what your what your preferences or what your style is, one, the most important is knowing it, and then two living by it and actually holding yourself accountable and the people that you work with accountable to your working style so that you can build meaningful relationships and be effective at your job. The next question I have for you is how do you handle asking for input or getting help from others? And by this, I really mean if you're working on a project and you get stuck or you have a quick question, how do you go about getting that question asked? I'll give you a couple of different options. Are you a person that sends the email? If this is with regards to something and you're working with a person that you know well enough that you can send them a text, do you send the text message? Or do you stop by their desk? Or do you pick up the phone or schedule a meeting? I think what's really important about this question is that ultimately... It impacts how you work with others. And this is one that you really want to identify, but then effectively communicate with other people, whether it be your peers or your teammates on a project or even your management. I personally am a person that, if I can, I will stop by that person's desk. I will say, Oh man, I got a question about this. I need to go find so and so and ask them the question. I will quickly go to my my email or my calendar and check to see if that person is available. Meaning do they have their calendar? Does it appear as though they're open and available at that point in time? And I will stop by their desk. I will honestly stop by their desk. um, And I will say, hey, I have a quick question. I'm working on this. Um, Do you have two minutes to talk? I am number one, a person that for quick and easy things, I like to, I call it huddling, just a quick, uh, it very much, I think, something that I had adopted and have pulled into my day-to-day life from my sports days of playing basketball. But this idea of like, let's quickly huddle. Let's, let's address the thing that we need to address and then move on. Keep playing the game, keep on with the strategy, if you will. And so, but I'm, all, and I'm also very much a face-to-face person. If I can, if I can find you and talk to you face-to-face, number one, for me, um, it's a lot easier to build context if you're talking face-to-face. And two, I feel like a lot of the miscommunication that can happen with email gets eliminated when you can just talk to that person face-to-face. So that's my preferred way of handling it. The next question I have for you is how do you remember tasks? Like how do you manage and capture your to-do list? A couple of different options for you here. Are you a person that likes to make a digital record of it? So you're, you're typing your notes on your computer or Maybe your company's fancy and has tablets or iPads or whatever. Um, Are you a person that actually likes to physically write it down in a notebook? Or are you a person that kind of listens intently and um, works really hard to remember everything afterward? Again, this is something important when it comes to team meetings or project meetings, um, just knowing your own style and sticking to it. So for instance, if you like to write things down in a physical notebook, actually having a notebook that you like, that you are proud to walk around with you, that inspires you, um, whatever it is, if, if that's your working, like go get the notebook. Um, if you are a person that takes notes digitally, of course that could be on your phone or your computer, or maybe even a tablet. Um, I think the thing sometimes with digital is we certainly in a work environment today constantly have our computers out. So it's not, it's not abnormal. Um, but sometimes typing in a computer in a meeting can be distracting to some extent. So I think the only watch out there is just technology is great. Um, just don't let it get in the way of the personal face-to-face relationship that you could be building in the office. And then the last one, which may not, you may not have even thought through or, or maybe don't even think is the, the right way to capture per se um, for your own personal reasons, but this idea of listening intently and writing it down. I think with this one, you really do have to embody and practice active listening well with no interruptions to be fully present personally. I am a person that will listen intently and write it down later, nine times out of ten. The reason for that is because I've learned, especially early in building relationships across a business, when you actually give someone your full attention and you can look them in the eye and you're truly, fully present in the conversation, number one, it helps build trust. Two, it helps build rapport. But three, it actually helps you be a better teammate, a better partner. And so, and so it's something that I do, I would probably say 80% of the time And then my backup is I have a physical notebook that I bring with me everywhere. I usually have one for the year and I manage that notebook regularly. I kind of date pages and highlight and I keep my to-do list in there. So I think between the two, I feel personally covered, but again, all very much a personal choice. But ultimately, this comes down to whatever method by which you manage tasks and a to-do list, be consistent, stick to it, and... Um, whatever record you, you want to maintain versus physical or digital, you you need to be, you need to be consistent. I have two more questions for you. The next one is how do you like to manage project updates? So this one is interesting, especially if you're early in career, I think kind of the two buckets that, that things fall into in my eyes and reflection is structured cadence. And that can be weekly, bi-weekly, you know, monthly, whatever the, if there's an established kind of time frame that your company or your team uses to manage project updates, totally plausible and very common in the workplace. The other one being, I'll update you when I make headway on on something and I have a good draft for you to review. Now, I will say I think this one is a tough one because especially when you're early in career or you started a new job and work for a company that already has established rituals, on how they manage project updates. If you deviate from that, it's always really hard because you're kind of going against the grain and that can ruffle some feathers. I personally, in reflection, am a person that I'm very much the, I'll connect with you when I have made progress. And I do that by stopping by your desk or setting up the meeting to say, hey, I've actually gotten to a good place. I'd like to sit down and talk to you about this. Or, hey, do you have five, 10 minutes to talk? I have a couple of questions because I've gotten to a certain place that I'm comfortable with, and I want to talk that through with you. You know, it, it, if you work in a place where there's already established cadence, I think it. I think if you're a person that falls in in the in the place of wanting to update your leadership or or give updates as you make progress, because sometimes a weekly update. It's on the calendar and even I think that the downside of a weekly or, or whatever the structured cadence is, if you don't have an update, then you kind of come empty handed and people are expecting you to have something, but that just may not be the way you work. And so um, there's no perfect way to reconcile that, but I do think that there's an opportunity specifically with this one to when you have project updates or when you are working in a space where your boss may be expecting an update regularly. Or other people might be expecting much of the same from you. Just finding ways to communicate. Like, hey, I know, I recognize that our team has weekly updates or, or bi weekly updates or whatever it is. However, you know, I'm a person when I I do my best work when I when I can go deep and and figure it all out and when I'm ready to come up for air and have a lot more to share. That may not always happen on a weekly basis. And so I just wanna kind of establish that understanding now so that six weeks, you know, six weeks go by and it's another weekly update. And if I don't have anything to share, it's not because I'm not working on it. It may just be a week where I've gone so deep and I just haven't gotten to a place of synthesis with my key insights or I haven't, you know, been able to look over all the data just yet, whatever the case may be, but finding a way to articulate the fact that you recognize and appreciate and respect whatever corporate structure or whatever corporate rituals there are, but you as an individual have your kind of own way of working and you just want that to be recognized. A lot of this takes practice, but again, fundamentally starting with knowing who you are and knowing how you desire to show up to work, I think becomes a critical component to how you can start to close the gap on places where you have a different way of working versus maybe how the organization has been traditionally structured and really start to address some of those things. The last question I have for you is, How do you like to learn? Really understanding how you like to learn. When I went through this, I kind of thought about it in two different buckets, one of which is you learn by doing. You know, you're a person where it's like, give me the big idea, give me the high level thing you want me to go achieve, and I'll go figure it out. I'm going to go lock myself in a room, and I'm just going to go figure it out. I think on the complete opposite end, you have the kind of pave the way, give me almost a, a step-by-step plan, and I will do as you say. Um, and there's certainly room in the middle and, and kind of a variety of gray area. But ultimately, to me, those are kind of the two bookends. And I think this one, more than anything, I think creates, can create the most frustration in the workplace, especially when you are early in career. Because if you have a boss that is force-feeding you step-by-step directions on how to get a job done, and if that's not your way of learning, You're gonna really struggle. It's going to create tension. Similarly, on the flip side, if you're a person that really desires more of a step by step instruction, but your boss is communicating to you by giving you the big picture and hoping you figure, figure it out, either way, if the person who's learning their style doesn't align to the person that's teaching, it can create tension. And this is a place where I think oftentimes people find themselves unhappy. Is because the two working styles of two people are so different and it inherently creates this tension. I think that great leaders and great bosses should be asking you how you like to learn. What is your preferred working style? I think that should be a component of how we get to know a person in a workplace. When I find myself on a project where I'm working with new team members or a new leader comes on board, I love to ask them, how do you like to work? How do you like to be communicated with? How do you like to be followed up with? How do you like project updates? I, I ask those questions because ultimately, yes, we're here to do a job, but we're human. There is something that's very human in what we do by showing up to work every day and acknowledging that I think one demonstrates that we don't all have to work the same, but me taking that step to understand maybe your preferences is a way to still achieve greatness without... Stepping on toes to get there. So understanding how you get up that learning curve is while all of the questions that we talked through today are important, I think this one in particular is the most important, especially early in career. I think it's I think it's so critical for you to know how you like to learn, to to know and really understand and then effectively communicate with your leadership and your teammates how you like to learn. It will allow for them to get to a place where they can work with you on that. If, if the two working styles sync up automatically, great harmony. But if they don't, it's one way for you to not only just show up for yourself, but demonstrate thought leadership, um, in your organization by expressing your needs in that way and, and asking for the support. I I think it's, I think it's great for you to really take that step by having this, what could be a difficult conversation because it enables you to take ownership where you can and you can get better. You can ultimately achieve greater work outcomes and, and you can have a more enjoyable work experience. So you have five questions that you should be asking yourself, but I hope you took from this to also ask other people how they like to work. You can ask your boss, you can ask your teammates, you can ask whoever that you work with to also get their perspective. And, and it, it, it likely will be insightful for you as well to understand how other people work because then you can also figure out how to work well with them. Again, I, I don't think this is something that we do and I think we need to do it. This is something that is not obvious, but I think it separates people who just show up to work and, and let the job happen to them versus really taking ownership of their career. And really, I think this is one of those things that I, to me means being the CEO of your career. If you're going to own your career, you ought to know what your working style is, how you're most effective, and then being able to communicate that and express that in a way to the broader organization, ultimately your team and your leadership, so you can be more effective and you can get great business outcomes and you can have a great working experience. We spend so much time at work. I think that to me is one of the biggest things about this podcast platform that is so important because you spend so much time at work outside of your home. This is where you spend the bulk of your day. You should be spending seven to eight hours sleeping. You're spending eight to 10 hours likely at work. You only have another eight hours left, right? It is literally a third of your day and it should be managed with intent. It should be managed with thoughtfulness. And this is something that you can do to take yourself to the next level reflect on yourself, but you also can ask the question of others. There's no right or wrong way to answer these questions. This is just about knowing yourself and knowing how you want to show up to work. I also would challenge you to ask yourself to to be honest when you answer the questions um, because there's what we think we want to do versus who we really are. I know for a fact that in an ideal world, I might not actually get up early you know, if I, if I were really being honest, maybe I'm the person that would prefer to stroll out of bed at eight o'clock, but I know I'm my most effective first thing in the morning. I know that. Um, I know that if I showed up to work and, and the first thing I did was go to meetings, I'd be exhausted by the end of the day. I know that I have to prioritize the, the work that needs my greatest attention needs to be done in the morning. And on a side note, that's why I prioritize Self-care for me personally, working out, and getting those things done in the morning. I always tackle my day, biggest priority to smallest, because if I were to just do the menial stuff first, I'd, I would never get anything done. I know that about myself, which is why I have to prioritize getting to work early. Even if I'm exhausted and even if I'm tired, some days are easier than others to wake up at 4.35 o'clock in the morning, but that 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 is the recipe. P for me to succeed. And so I would ask you to be honest with yourself about the same for you, which is what is your recipe to be successful? This is ultimately a starting point to help guide you and to be a guiding light for the moments where it may be not as clear or the work environment is one, is, is one that is tough. And so if you can understand and identify the way that you want to show up to work, the way that's authentic to you. It just enables you to be a better employee. It enables you to be a better leader in your organization. And I don't want you to lose sight of that. So before we wrap up this podcast, I told you I had something for you. And with this podcast episode, if you go to my Instagram and click on the link in my bio, you will be able to download a digital worksheet that goes along with this podcast episode. It is two pages. Um, the first page is the five questions we've gone over today with some tips. But the second page is a couple more questions with uh, an opportunity for you to do some more reflection. And the reason why I wanted to prepare a digital freebie for you is number one, as in a, there's just a lot of questions and content in this episode. And I want to make it as easy for you as I can to leverage the questions that I'm presenting to you on these podcast episodes and refer back to them. And so creating a digital freebie, I feel like not only helps me capture these great questions for you, but ultimately helps you in the long term because it's something that you can go back to time and time and time again, um, even, you know, after you've listened to this podcast episode. And so the way to get this freebie is to go to the Chief Hustler Instagram And click the link in the bio and you will find download my freebie and you will fill out a quick form with your name and email and hit submit. And so I hope you take advantage of it. It's totally free. I would love to know if you use it and certainly follow up with me and send me a DM on what you think of it. But other than that, it is always a great day to have a great day. I really want everything about this podcast to be about the tools and tips to help you raise the bar in your career. We need more transparent and honest conversations about what it means to have a career. And I felt like the working style one was just so under the radar. I feel like it's so important to give all of you that's listening out there just an edge up, a leg up in your career. I really think that this, is, this particular one is a great one that gives tips for you to really just think through and leverage, not only today, but in coming months to years. And that's it, that is it today. And so I wanna thank you for listening to another episode of the Chief Hustler Podcast, where we are focused on propelling change-making women to redefine their career on their own terms. I hope that with this episode, we've had another opportunity together to reframe what it means to be a successful woman at work and relentlessly strive for excellence in everything you do. As always, I want to thank you for your time, as it is your most valuable possession. There are a few ways to join the conversation. First, by following The Chief Hustler on Instagram and commenting on a post, or sharing in your perspective. Second, is by sharing this episode or others in a way that's authentic to you. This community is nothing without you, and you sharing means the world to me. Thank you so much for tuning in. Go get that digital freebie. Until next time, keep hustling.